0: ladies, and welcome back to the Biblical
1: Woman Podcast. I'm Kat. And I'm Nicole. All right, you guys. Well, today we have a very special topic and a very special guest. So today we are doing our first ever parenting episode. How (laughs) excited? Yes. Are you about this, right? Yes. So, all right. Before we tell you exactly what our topic is, I want to introduce our guest today. All right, so bear with me. I'm just gonna read this awesome bio. So today we have with us Dr. Timothy Dernlin. So much of Dr. Dernlin's life was shaped by the sport of wrestling. He won several state and national titles, earned NCAA All-American honors at Purdue University, represented the U.S. as an athlete in the Pan-American Championships and World Junior Championships, and competed at the final Olympic trials in 2000 and 2004. So right there, some awesome, awesome stuff. We got and like a pro he went, athlete here. I know, I know, it's awesome. But he went on to coach dozens of NCAA All-Americans at Purdue, Ohio State, Penn State, Lehigh and Ashland and was named 2008 NCAA region two coach of the year before turning his focus to Christian education. He earned a bachelor's of arts in both education and communication at Purdue University, a master of education and educational leadership at Lehigh University, and a doctor of education and leadership studies at Ashland University. He minored in Christian theology during his his doctoral studies and focused his dissertation on the spiritual formation of students attending K through 12 Christian schools. He has taught in public, charter, private, Christian, and classical Christian schools, as well as at the college level. He served as a principal and then headmaster at Tall Oaks Classical School before serving as superintendent of Reach Christian schools. You guys, he has done so much, and recently he and his family have moved to southern Alabama to serve at Bayshore Christian School in Fairhope. And did I mention that he is also an author? He has written three different books, one on spiritual formation in Christian schools and two um, on classical Christian virtues, which he also has a podcast that goes with it. So after all of that, please welcome Dr. Tim Dernlin.
2: Thank you so much, ladies. I'm so happy to be uh, here. I'm really humbled and, and grateful, and, and I love the work that you're doing on this podcast. I was talking with my wife about it this morning, and she was excited I'd be joining you all. So, thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. Well, I just want to say from this bio, I'm like Dr. Tim. Is there anything that you haven't done? I mean, this is so <laughs> impressive.
2: It, it's been fun. It's been fun. God, God's given me a good journey and uh, a good, uh, a good life, and. And it's been fun to be a lot around, around a lot of great people.
1: I might or maybe should add one more thing about Tim. He is my brother-in-law.
2: That's the bu- that's the best thing <laughs> in my body, right there.
1: <laughs> right. Yes. Um, my how should I say it? I mean, yeah, brother-in-law is the technical term, right? So my right. husband, um, his we, sister- married, we
2: married siblings.
1: Yeah, yeah, we married the siblings. So Guys, Tim and I married into a very scientific math-oriented family. And we are kind of the outliers, I'm gonna say.
2: I'll agree with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yep. So we have a a beautiful,
2: a beautiful family we married into.
1: Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely.
2: A hundred percent. Kat, cat, it's good to it's good to meet you. Thanks so much for having me on.
0: Well, thank you, and I'm excited to do this episode with you guys, because I think it's going to be so good. Uh, Nicole and I just realized that this is our very first episode on parenting, that in three seasons, we have never done a episode on parenting.
2: Oh, praise God. It's so great. We, we uh, I, I serve as a head of school for Classical Christian School, and we just did a survey, and our parents said they want they want some help. They want some advice. So I'm glad y'all are, are, uh, are having this podcast.
1: Ooh, perfect. Perfect. Well, this will be a good start. I'm sure there will be other parenting topics that we can dive into, but I think our topic today is going to piggyback really well with where we left off in last season. Um, For those of you who were with us during that, during our girl runaway series, we ended that series by talking about humanism, and it's infiltration of both our culture and the church. And that is just a topic and an episode that Kat and I just felt like felt so strongly about. And especially as parents. Because all three of us here tonight, like we are all parents and raising kids in a culture that is just rampant with self-love. And uh, promoting confidence, but a confidence that is worldly. Um, and so that's what we wanted to talk about tonight is... Yes, we want our kids to be competent, but how can we foster a competence that is not based from the self? So that is our topic today.
0: I just want to say, Nicole, like when you said let's pick a parenting topic, I thought we were gonna pick like an easy topic, but you always pick these <laughs> amazing topics that really just challenge me, that I have to sit down and really pour through scripture to just tackle them and so I think this is going to be a great topic.
1: So Tim I thought of you for this topic because I mean we heard your bio just your vast experience and just for yourself personally and then what you have gone on to do professionally and as a parent yourself. um, I just thought this would be such a cool topic to have you on the show for and so I want to ask you as an educator, coach, and parent. How have you observed the culture of self-love and humanistic values influencing kids' perceptions of themselves?
2: It's um, it's insidious. It's devastating. It's um, everywhere. Uh, the, uh, the 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 culture of self-love and humanistic values are just um, so prevalent. Sometimes they're hard to see, kind of like the um, the the not being able to see the forest for the trees analogy. And it's just always being put in front of our kids, um, whether it's through social media or new um, ways of parenting that um, you need to love yourself and you be you. And just, it's really um, a result of having no objective truth anymore and, and no objective standards. And, and it's just, it's devastating. And, and I'm seeing as an educator, and I saw as a coach as well. Just the depression that comes along with that, the um, just the hopelessness that comes along with that, and and it's uh, it's tough. Uh, so uh, lately, I've been really influenced by Aristotle's golden mean. The extremes that lead us to vices, rather than the the golden mean and balance of of virtue. And so it's such an important that topic that you're you're taking on here. So I'm I'm looking forward to talking about how these things, uh, influence our children to, to really focus on themselves and enable gaze rather than gaze at their creator who made them with great worth in and of itself because they're made in the image of God.
1: So good. And that's so interesting that you have observed in your students and in your athletes that ultimately this culture of self-love leads to depression.
2: It, It really does. And, and, um, it seems like it 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 goes it comes from both extremes. Whether we have a uh, pride and we're focused on um, just how great we are, or focused on just how worthless we are, both of those extremes can can lead to depression when we don't really just have a a good balanced understanding of just how great God is, how He's created us, and uh, with uh, intrinsic value because of being made in his image and uh, whether we compare ourselves to NBA stars or uh, the best uh, ballerina or singer and holding that up as a, uh, the standard and feeling worthless or whether we just um, degrade ourselves, it's, it's unfortunate. It affects both, both women, young women and men. And I'm blessed to have uh, two boys and two girls in my home.
1: Mm-hmm. Man, I am just loving everything that you're saying so far, and I'm glad that you touched on, which of course is kind of the foundation of your book, um, Classical Christian Virtues. You talk uh, in that book about the excess, the vice of excess and the vice of deficiency and how the, the Christian virtue is that sweet spot, that middle, that middle ground and kind of having that balance um, okay. about thinking our, about ourself in the right way when it comes to this topic of confidence and humility.
2: Well, I, I think you're right in saying that uh, kids' perceptions were just so self-focused and training our, our children in, in modern culture to love yourself, love yourself, focus on yourself, um, build up self-esteem. And it's, it actually does such a, a detriment when we think about ourselves. I mean, Christ himself told us to love God and love our neighbor he, he didn't say the greatest commandment and the second greatest commandment is to love yourself and have self-esteem. And right. so it, it's just, um, discouraging when we just get a little bit off course with, uh, with our love that ends up becoming either permissiveness or, or obsession. Mm, that's
1: so that's good. a really good point. Yeah. It, yeah. Nowhere in the Bible does it say you be you.
2: <laughs> that's right. That's right. You. <laughs> just be you. You do oh, no. you, I'll do me.
1: <laughs> that, that doesn't exist. Right. Oh, yeah. And so well, I think for me, like this is, when I was thinking about this topic, this is kind of the phrase that really got me thinking about this is believe in yourself. You know, and so when I tie that to or think about parenting, right? Like our kids are involved in stuff. They're in athletics, they're in school, academics, they're in, you know, my, you know, dance or piano, you know, all these things, you know, as I know. Yeah, I know your kids are little yet, but Tim, yeah, I mean, your kids, right, they've done all kinds of awesome things, and, like, we want them to be confident, but how should we, like, promote that confidence? Like, should we tell them to believe in themselves, you know? I don't know. What do you think about that idea? Like, is it, is that how we should be saying it, or is there a better way?
2: It, it, I, I love going to the parable of the talents, and that, um, there was, uh, Each individual in that parable that Christ talks about was given different amount of talents and held accountable for the talents they've been given. And so our theology should come out of our fingertips. If we truly believe that God has created us in his image and given us unique talents for his glory, we just need to foster that and do the best that we can do with the abilities that he's given us. I I was influenced a lot by John Wooden. John Wooden was a great Christian coach and of, of uh, basketball and had a lot of success, but he didn't talk about wins and losses. He just talked about do your best, do your best, do your best. That's all that matters. Um, I think sometimes we just, it's really the the vice of pride that gets to us when we think that our best isn't good enough because we think I should have done better because I'm so much better than I, than I really am. And mm-hmm. so uh, it, it can be a twisted version of humility that is actually pride when we think oh, i should have done better i'm do- i'm no good and all we're doing is is building ourselves up to someone who is um is more like christ than we are and we just need to realize who we are and and who christ is and 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 he's so beyond us because he's 100% god and a 100% man that that we just need to do our best and and glorify god in that
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I like how you, like like the parable of the talents that you drew that in, that is such an important um, teaching and just, yeah, how we can, like that's a parable our kids can understand or that we can teach to them about, you know, yeah, it is true that God does, he gives everybody different amounts and kinds of talents and we are called to use those wisely. And framing it maybe fr- like from that perspective and telling them like, hey, any ability that you have to do anything is from God, not just because you are this amazing creature.
2: And hard work is a talent too, a, a persistence and perseverance and and fortitude and and gratitude. All these things are talents that are sometimes not measured in wins and losses on the baseball field or on A's and B's on the grade card and and just leaning into that understanding who God has made us to be is a is a real blessing and gift we can give to our kids and not putting unrealistic expectations uh, on them.
1: I love that you said that about uh, hard work and perseverance being a gift from God because I think that is something that I mean, people, myself included, you know, especially kids too, of course, you know, can take pride in that. Like, well, look how hard I worked, you know, but yeah, to teach them that, hey, even that, that ability to do that or that focus or that drive, that is God given.
2: Yeah. It's amazing. And, 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 and just understanding you can't and shouldn't have confidence if you haven't put in the work that's required. Um, so it's, uh, God did give us uh, bodies and minds and breath in our lungs, um, and if we if we haven't put in the work for a test, for a sporting event, for our lemonade stand to pay off, we shouldn't have confidence. We shouldn't have confidence that it'll that it'll be uh, successful. Um, and so we need to train our kids in in a right understanding of confidence and when it's appropriate. Definitely.
1: Well,
0: and I think you guys both highlighted a really good point there, um, especially with the parable of the talents, that Mm -hmm. having confidence is important, especially when you have put in the work, because we can focus on the end goal. Our end goal is to bring Christ to the glory, just Mm -hmm. as it was with the faithful servants, um, the two faithful servants in the parable of the talents, laboring so hard to bring their master, uh, honor and glory. And I think we can help teach our kids confidence in that, with that end goal in mind. And I love that you guys
1: like pointed to that.
2: Amen. That's a great point, Kat.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, kind of our next question was going to be about how can we best foster humility in our kids? Um, and I think just kind of you highlighted basically the fifth sola, soli deo gloria, right? That we teach our kids that everything, is for God's glory our lives are for his glory and everything we do is to point to him and having that teaching and building that foundation in our kids at a young age I think that's a great way um but yeah Tim do you have any other thoughts about or maybe some personal examples of you know with your own kids like maybe some things that you've done to help instill humility in them you have great kids
2: they uh, they they're a blessing. I've, I've uh, I'm like any parent, just trying to trying to figure it out. Cat, I grew up going to a Christian um, camp, summer camp for a, a week every summer down by where you live, and we had to recite First Corinthians ten thirty one um, before we went into every meal whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. And so, um, and Nicole, when you mentioned the the fifth sola, soli de gloria, just giving all to the glory of God and understanding that the important things in life have been taken care, t- taken care of for us. If, if God has chosen us to be his child, he, Christ has died for us. We don't have to earn our salvation. And so, the important things in life are just taking care of it. Frees us up to just humbly go after the the desires of our hearts. If we have a desire that's in line with with uh, with God's plan for us, He's implanted that desire in us. Whether it's to to win a win a a, a a league championship, or whether it's to score a perfect score on the ACT, or whether it's to dance a perfect uh, ballet, our worth isn't derived from performing those things well. Our worth has been taken care of by Christ, and that gives us complete and utter freedom to just live life with joy and abundance, to pursue the great things that God has prepared for us in advance to do. And as parents, it can free us up not to put undue pressure on our kids and to just lean into humility and gratitude and and um, not a false humility of like, oh yeah, shucks, I guess that's, that is great that I won, but just saying, yeah, just having joy in it, and, and, and basking in the greatness of, of, of God, and giving him the glory.
1: Yeah, and man, I just kept thinking as you were talking, like, yeah, just preach the gospel to our kids, like, yeah. that's our number one, as a parent, what we can do, and Humility and that true identity and godly confidence will flow from knowing who they are in Christ.
2: And so many times, as parents, we know we know our kids can do better, right? We see greatness in them that they might not even see because they're young, right. and um, and so sometimes even just too much criticism can elevate pride in saying, "Well, you could have done better. You could have done better." It kind of Oh. It instills a strange, twisted pride in them that goes against humility. So, hum- love, uh, some of the ancients said that humility is the 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 root of all the virtues. I, I'm much more of the perspective that love is the re- root of all the virtues. Um, mm-hmm. And in that, um, faith, hope, and love remain, and the greatest of these is love. But, but. Just loving our children, not with not with undue praise, but just just loving them. Let's not let's not um, put our standards on them. Um, I've been really seeking that with my own children. I see a lot of greatness in my children that they they could achieve if they wanted to pursue certain things. But they're reminding me of of how they're looking to be more holistic and and i have to check myself daily on that so it's it's humbling as a parent as well to keep ourselves and our pride and our 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 goals in check and with 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 what god has planned for them
1: yeah that's really good because it is as a parent you oh man i know you got to watch that about taking too much pride in your kid i guess if that makes sense or getting puffed up based on their achievements or you know kind of going too far with it that way um so yeah i think that's a good point you know that you kind of brought up in that regard and just as parents we do set the example you know when we're talking about how to cultivate humility yeah if we're being all prideful within ourselves you know um that's not really modeling that for them we can't expect our kids to be humble if we are not being humble so, yeah, I was glad, glad that you brought
2: that up. And, and at the same, same time, I love giving our kids the gift of failure, uh, uh, letting, them, letting them pursue some big goal or desire, whether it's starting a little business or, or, um, or again, something athletics or academics. Saying, yeah, let's do it. Go for it. Try it. And then they'll fail and fall short. And, and that's okay. It's such a great learning experience to have that, that gift of failure and, and unlocking them to just pursue things um, so that they can can achieve what God has for them. I mean, so Winston Churchill said, success is not final, failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. And um, it's just it's neat to pursue that in a right relationship with God, knowing that anything is just uh, a gift from him.
1: That's awesome. And that reminds me of, um, I have to flip to it here. James one seventeen says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming mm. down from the father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. And I love that because yeah. it is so true. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Amen. Anything that we can do in this world is because God has allowed it, and he has gifted us with the ability to do it.
2: Amen. Amen. That's great. Kat, how old are your children?
1: I Well, I have two under two.
2: That's so great. That's
0: so <laughs> great. Um, my daughter's 16 months, and then my son is two months. Um, my husband and I were foster parents uh, for a couple of years, so we've had teens, uh, littles through teens, so we've had a wide range of kids in our home throughout the years
2: what a blessing God's given you uh, such a great great experience of all the the foster children to uh just instill empathy and understanding and and um ha- have you have you had a- any experience trying to instill uh confidence or or pulling back and and instilling humility in any of you the children that you've had in your home
0: So I think for me, one of the things that I, or one method that I found that helped was when, okay, so let me phrase it this way. Have you guys seen like Chris uh, Hemsworth?
1: I know who he is. Uh, Yeah, the actor played
0: four in like Marvel movies. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know if you've ever watched him interview, but You know, the interviewer will be complimenting Chris for something in the movie, but Chris will automatically take that compliment that they have given him and he will turn it around and compliment somebody else. He'll compliment the writers for how hard they work developing just such a great deep character for him to play Mm. or he'll Thank the special effects team for the hours that they put into the movie to make it so cool for the audience.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So recognizing the talents and the hard work of everyone else around them, I, I just think that that is so amazing. And it's something that I've been trying to do in my own personal life as an adult to recognize those things in other people and to compliment them for those things.
2: That's so great. And in the, in the business world, that's kind of a a systems thinking perspective and in God's world, it's just what he does. He's created all things to interconnect. Right. And there's only been one individual that I ever coached who didn't respond to uh, an extreme amount of positivity and um, complimenting. So I I noticed in the coaching world, when I was, when I was uh, coaching college wrestling, I would, if I saw someone who I thought could work harder, I would tend to say, say hey, great job, you're doing good, because I knew they were working as hard as they thought they could, and I would just try and compliment them and and, and, and uh, encourage them in the middle of practice, and I noticed every time they would start working even harder.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: uh, so then you get the result you want as a, as a coach, um, but you also are able to, to lead them to a higher standard for themselves and then pull them aside afterward and just say, hey, you know, did you feel yourself jump into another level? And I think sometimes we can do that with our children. Again, not overly praising them and, and saying they're the best and most special at everything, but just they're seven, they're 10, they're they're five, they're 15. We have the the wisdom and benefit of our age. And sometimes we instill them on them and say, oh come on, you can do better. And that instills a strange sense of pride and also knocks confidence out of them. So just just loving them, just leading with love can be so helpful so that they can understand how God has, has wired them to do even more with the gifts he's given them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. I think I love the points that you guys both made in that and teaching our kids to recognize the role of others, you mm-hmm. know, like, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, that's huge. Like kind of with the Chris Hemsworth thing that you were talking about, Kat, and, Man, I, I'm going to start doing that myself, I like guess, as, as you've been trying to do, Cat, that was really, that challenged me as you were talking about that. I'm like, man, I need that. I, I need to do that. I need to work on that. And that right there, that's a way that, you know, I can even phrase those kinds of questions or, or even just talk the way I talk to my kids about like, man, your coach really helped you guys improve or look at, you know, what that, that teammate gave you a great pass that you were able to make that shot, you know, just to. Yeah give credit where credit's due and help them to recognize that as well.
0: Well, I think that humility can help us see the, see and appreciate the value of other people.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Amen. Uh, Humility, empathy, and gratitude. Just that, just being grateful for how others have, have uh, allowed us to, to have some type of success or, or, or influence or involvement in, in some community. So that's great, Kat. What 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 um what were your thoughts uh, on that humility?
0: When we talk about self love, we have to recognize that it's like a set like a subtle pride. Um, Amen. And pride, it as you pointed out earlier, it disfigures our perception. It's it deceives us. Um, you know, you can look at Jeremiah seventeen nine, Obadiah one three. And pride, it also robs us. You know, we become ineffective for Christ. We become fruitless in our sanctification. Mm -hmm. And, you know, believing in yourself, we like that idea as humans, because it means that we're in control. We feel comfortable. We like being in control instead of having to admit our weakness and our reliance on our creator.
2: Amen. It goes back to the original sin in the garden, right? We like being in control. We don't like having one or two little restrictions put on us that we don't even understand are for our good. And and we just want we want to be in control. And um, and when we understand the 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 more and more we elevate God. We don't elevate God, but more we understand how just amazing and holy and totally other from us that he is and understand our creatureliness and his, his creatorship. And it just really, really helps with, with all of these things we're talking about. And so our theology isn't um, fruitless. The, the deeper we drive into theology and understand the truth of God's word and how just holy other and great he is. it just helps us with all of these things and with confidence because he's the one who gave us our talents.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Oh, and I think we have the confidence too, you know, in anything, whether it's you know our, as our kids you know grow up to you know go to college or get jobs or in any endeavor, You know, that they can have the confidence that God is with them in those things. Amen. Yeah.
2: That's
1: great. So man, I kind of my one of my big takeaways from this is just an encouragement of just keep preaching good doctrine, theology, keep preaching the gospel to our kids and just continuing to give them that solid foundation.
2: It's amazing in, in, uh, in the coaching world, I found the higher I went in, in coaching as, and as I coached, uh, national champions and, and then, um, and then sought to make Olympic teams, we kept returning to the basics and fundamentals. And that's how it is in our own life and trying to be more and more like Christ, just returning to the fundamentals of, of being created in the image of God, being created, how God is God and we are his creatures helps with all of these virtues and parenting things that we're talking about tonight it's mm-hmm. it's it doesn't seem like the place to go but it it just influences the the bedrock of where we stand and then how we love our kids how we respond to our kids how we set them up for success and not um self-love and indulgence of of um again doing what's right in our own eyes
1: awesome I love that. And I think that is a perfect ending point for this episode. That was just so well said and so encouraging. Thank you so much for coming on this podcast. I mean, did you ever think you'd be on a podcast as a guest on the Biblical Woman <laughs> podcast?
2: No, I didn't. I didn't at all, but I'm so grateful for you all. It's The time flew by. I'm so encouraged. I'm I'm ready to go home and revamp some of my own parenting as you guys have challenged my thinking. And, and again, as I talk to my wife, it's been encouraging. Um this this work that y'all are doing keep up the great work it's such uh it's so needed to just um continually uh, focus on on God and and his truths in scripture that don't change and thank you so much Kat and Nicole for what you're doing and for having me on here
0: yeah absolutely I'm so glad that I got to meet you like I'm slowly starting to meet all of Nicole's family and I love it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. And and it's always wonderful to talk to to folks from Ohio and That's right. uh, after growing up there. And and Kat, I hope that I can meet you face to face someday. Thank you so much for the work, the work that you're doing <laughs> for the kingdom.
1: And to you as well. Right. So, you know, we always close the episode with a verse and I just thought what better verse than the one, Tim, that you mentioned earlier in the episode. Let's go with 1 Corinthians 10.31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God.